Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market just before we get into today's episode we would like to acknowledge the life and passing of queen elizabeth ii we recorded this episode before the news broke as the uk mourns their monarch we wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the queen's 70 years of service and send our love to all members of her family and those who are dealing with grief at this time Oh my god, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do! Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) Hi, Al. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Delete That? I'm really pleased you said hello to everyone and not to me because I realised I said hello to you even though I've been with you for like 29 (laughs) hours, solidly. (laughs) Um, So anyone who was listening on Thursday, Al and I were about to go away for the trip we've been yeah. I'm back I don't think I have imposter syndrome I think I did quite well socially I think I, think I thrived I did really well I, do I don't have any notes <laughs> <laughs> it was good it was really good there was there is I have one awkwardness oh do you yeah is it your awkward <laughs> it's not actually my I've got two awkwards okay I've got right. two awkwards and a good okay that's fine um that's fine so obviously I can't name names but I and I, you might tell me that I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast okay but somebody that I think I'm friends with has unfollowed me on Instagram. Yeah, this is this is really <laughs> this awkward. Is really awkward. This yeah. is really awkward. Yeah, this is really awkward. It's so... one of those things that doesn't sound like a big deal, but actually, it sounds petty, but actually, it is quite a big deal. It's a statement. It's a massive it's statement. A statement. So whilst I think I did well, once I, whilst I think I thrived socially, yeah. there was that was in the back of my mind the whole time. Yeah. So it kind of threw me off my game. But despite that, yeah. like Mike Tyson on the night of a good fight, you know, you just put your personal shit aside. Yeah, you pull through. And you just work it out. Yeah. So I did do well. But yeah. It is awkward. It's really awkward. Because do you have this in any situation where, like in life, because I've got it where like my friend, yeah. one of my best friends recently got engaged and it just occurred to me mm. as the post appeared on social media I like they've yeah. been together a good four years I I knew, I, I knew the engagement was coming I was so excited uh, and they put the post he put the post up like we're getting married and yeah. I was like oh my god I don't follow her oh my god <laughs> and it's so because you know sometimes you think you do yeah 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 or you just assume we've been on holiday together yeah me and, me and this girl like we're really more than once like we're really good friends. Yeah. So, and I just so, and I follow her business, but I just didn't realize I just hadn't followed her. A, a, a mis- an honest mistake. Yeah, but 
when it's an unfollow, mm. it's a very different situation. It's rough. <laughs> it's horrible. I used to have the app that tell that tells you who unfollows you, and it it would list everyone that had unfollowed you, and if it was someone that you followed as well, it would come up like in flashing green. And I remember so. one of my best friends unfollowed me, and I couldn't hold it in, so I said I asked him like I asked I, I just said to him like I'm so hurt like why do you unfollow me? He was like sorry I'm just really trying to like you know like cut down on social media and stuff. I'm 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 still I'm that's, still hurt. Yeah, so that's a, not yeah. a great excuse, no. but that's okay. I've been my unfollowed does not really no, align with him. It's so complicated fine. for us in that sense because I've been unfollowed by quite a lot of my real life friends. <laughs> that's tough because I just think like and I mean I don't say friends like my best friends like yeah that would be you know like that, a knife to the esophagus yeah. yeah but like there are like friends of friends or like people that I'd see out about you know like someone that you wouldn't walk past and not yeah. acknowledge do yeah. you know what I mean yeah people that I still follow yeah. like fuck it I know with all confidence this person who's called Emily doesn't f- listen to this podcast so I'll just say her name okay um, this isn't the, this is the person we talked about this weekend but this is this, this is a really good example of a, of a real life friend mm. Not following me, who's unfollowed me. Awkward. It's hilarious because I sat next to her at a wedding and I was just like, this is awful. Such this a is statement. Awful. Yeah. Because I do think the thing is, nowadays, there is no need to unfollow someone. Just mute them. Mute them. Mute they them. Will, you can mute posts or stories and you can mute both. You never have to see them, but you never have to cause them the hurt. So I do feel like it's, if you do unfollow someone, it's intentional. Agree. You know, it's not like a... And you know what? You can totally, you have to curate your own feed, but I think you also have to remember where you've come from. And if you're British, this is a very awkward thing to do. And... (laughs) <laughs> like Very. you have to you've got to respect the system like you mm. don't have to see that person but they cannot know that you don't want to see them yeah so do the polite thing and meet that bitch yeah don't unfollow yeah so I I maybe I should take the hint because I'm being unfollowed clearly left right and centre <laughs> but you yeah. are the common denominator here it's gutting and I can't get it, it is, it like is the creator that we're talking about that's been devastating to me for a good couple of years but then yeah, the, 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 the girl Emily who doesn't miss him who's like she's so the reason that it hurts so much is because she's so cool is she she's not creative she's just a, a, a human yeah 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 but she's just so cool yeah yeah maybe we're just not very cool I mean we're not I don't think necessarily very cool people you know what I think we solidified share too much it to for cool. myself we do we share we, we, there's no mystery <laughs> We share everything. It's like that Matt Haig quote, and it's like, I mean, he says, never be cool, never try and be cool, because you'll be cool yeah. when you're dead. Like, warm is where life is. I like so, that. Yeah, yeah really like nice. That. Yeah. Like, more for these people, go sit in the morgue. Like, <laughs> go away. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. But also, like, I do solidify, like, I put a whole reel up about wearing Crocs outside. So I didn't stand a chance. Yeah, you lean, you don't, you don't, you lean into no. the... And the, this girl the on her Instagram stories is, like, quite often on a boat. Not like a ship boat, not like oh, a rib, like, like on a, a boat. A boat. So she does not want... You are on different levels, I think. Agree. I think you're on different planes. No. And it's, it's... Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I'm on EasyJet and she's on a private one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I, I do think, not need this shit in my yeah, life. Yeah, that kind of makes more sense. Yeah. It is awkward, yeah. though. It is, inco- it is uncomfortable. I did feel for you, but... Not following someone is fine. You just yeah. immediately follow them. You just, you just, right, yeah. the minute that the situation arises, you go, oh shit, sorry, oh my god, yeah. I'm so embarrassed, I really thought I followed you. Yeah. Lie if you have to. Yeah. Oh my god, I used to follow you, god, Instagram updates, always unfollow, exactly. happens all the time. Yeah. That is such a lie, that doesn't happen. 
That's so funny you say that because so many people said that to me, and I said, to, <laughs> I said to you, "Oh, maybe she just like it was an accident." You're like, "Ow, come on!" And I was like, "Oh fuck, does that actually?" It not doesn't happen? happen. People so say it to me all the time. Me. People always say, "Oh my god, it's just the weirdest thing." Instagram just unfollowed you without my permission. That doesn't happen. No, <laughs> but people are saying that to you. So many people have said that to <laughs> me. The only time oh. it happened once was when I, I told you that I unfollowed Georgie, which is so bad because <laughs> then I had to follow her back again. But that happened because. I think I was adding her to my close friends, or like I did something on her profile. Right. Like I was on her profile, and I just clicked on follow. I was like, "Oh my fucking god, <laughs> this is horrendous." Like that's fine. That's, that's like fine. A genuine accident. Yeah. But I think, generally speaking, they said, "Oh, Instagram unfollowed me." Like shit. I might call someone out the next time. No, of course I won't. <laughs> next time they say that, I'd be like, "I know that's a lie. You actually unfollowed me." Um, um, so okay, yeah. so that's one of your awkwards. Yeah. Okay. Love Anything that. awkward? Anything good? Anything bad? Um, well, my awkward, actually. I was at a wedding in France. Gorgeous wedding. I've never been to a wedding in France. It was absolutely beautiful, stunning. Um, What's the difference? Like, did they do anything differently? No, I don't think so. No, the whole format was the same as a British wedding. It was just the setting was stunning. Nice. So beautiful. And better wine. And the food just felt very French, you know? Very French. Yeah. Which was so sad, sad times for me because I obviously couldn't eat the beef, so I just got mushrooms. Le boeuf. Le boeuf. Le boeuf. Le boeuf. Um, What's a mushroom in French? A champion. I've been a champion. I am a cha- oh, champion. Yeah. yeah. An animal champion. Um, so, yeah, so then the next day we were all, there was a pool party, right? And we were all sitting around with all of Dave's mates and their partners. And we were talking about babies. So there must have been like 10 of us sitting around, sitting around this, the pool. Um, and we were talking about babies. And I don't even know how it happened, but I just came out with, don't know where this, I don't know, I don't know what came over me, but I just said, oh, do you know that babies are born without knees? Right. <laughs> are they? <laughs> so... I was like, so I was, and everyone just looked at me and there was, there was truly a moment of silence, right? No, they are, they are born with knees. I, I completely made it up. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't, right? So, so I think it's Yes, myth. babies have knees. Yeah. Obviously babies have knees. Obviously babies have knees. I can picture them now, actually, come to think of it. Well, when you think about it, like, of course, they, they're not born with just one big, long sausage for a leg. <laughs> oh my God, of course, yeah, <laughs> just floppy sausage. Oh, my God, imagine women giving birth. It's like giving birth to, like, an, an, an ice cream. <laughs> like, it's just... Oh, imagine a dangly yes. thing, like, of course they have knees. Of course they have I knees. I heard someone say it. There's always babies, always... Bo- how, how... Oh, my God. How else would they fit in the womb if their legs were straight? Right. Like, they would just be, like, mums, just, like, oh. with, like... They're, like like a flagpole. Right. Like, obviously they have me. Obviously knees. they have me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a podcast and I obviously had only been listening to it with like half an ear. And I thought I heard them say babies are born without knees. And I didn't question it. I was just like, cool fact, bro. So I obviously like pulled out this cool fact what I thought was really cool. I was like, guys, did you know that babies are born without knees? Everyone looked at me. And then my mate, who's a doctor, was like, fuck off. You fucking idiot. I- what do you mean babies are born without knees? But rather than be like, oh, d- like didn't mean that, like I got that wrong, I, I, I fully, I, I doubled down. I was like, no, it's, I heard it on a podcast, it's definitely true, I'm going to Google it right now. And, and, and I mean, I, I shouldn't have, I should have no. just, just said, yeah, like, because I obviously Googled it and, and it's... Oh my God, obviously babies yeah. have knees. 
It's something about like they're what what is it? Because you've just googled. They're born with a bit of cartilage, a piece of cartilage in their knee joint, so it's not like which falls during the embryonic stage. That's ages ago. Mm. So yes, babies do have kneecaps made of cartilage. These cartilage knees cap knee knees cap kneecaps will eventually harden into being the bony kneecaps that we have as adults. Okay, fine. So they don't have like kneecaps, right? That so was, was like actual kneecaps. Right. Like that's gonna bruise. Um, <laughs> you weren't really it's right. A little though. bit, a little bit. Because they There's do have knees. You should have said they don't have kneecaps. They do have knees. Yeah, well. Like genuinely, I, I, honestly, yeah. I can't stop picturing babies just with really straight legs now. I know, it's, I know, thick, thick, so thick. thick. Because so the fetal thick. position. But <sighs> if you get in the fetal position, what do you do? Yeah. You curl your legs up. <laughs> How do you curl your legs? You use your knees. Um, but I tell you what, this reminds this. I regularly and regularly have this argument with my mum. Do dogs have elbows? Yeah. I agree. My mum yeah. thinks they've got four knees. Picture a dog yeah. lying down. Yeah. Yeah. So dogs do have elbows. Yeah. But I don't know if they technically do. Because my mum is adamant that they don't. She says they just have loads of knees. Do dogs no, eat their babies? Oh my god, oh my, oh my god. god, when you type in two dogs to my Google, and I don't know if this is specific to me, it says, do dogs have knees? Do dogs eat their babies? Do dogs get jealous of babies? Do dogs go to heaven? Do dogs sweat? Do dogs have period? Do dogs have belly buttons? Do they? I'll come back to the elbow, but do dogs have belly buttons? They do! How fun. Okay, do dogs have elbows? Oh, I think that's made me sad. Do dogs go to Oh, that's really <laughs> <laughs> No! No, it's made me sad for everyone Googling that! <laughs> People that have lost their dogs! Oh god! Oh god, she's I just turned around! You okay? It just made me think about like people that must be desperate Googling that because they've lost their dogs and I just feel so bad for them. Oh god! <laughs> talking to someone about last night about how I can't like regulate my emotions <laughs> like primary yeah I had a, like a, a glimpse into what it was like to be mm. Alex this week you know she said she said we uh, the episode hasn't come out yet but we were interviewed the other day and they were like do you have any pet peeves and Alex was like yeah when it's windy the wind I just get so irrationally angry and I was like oh my god it must be so hard being you um okay dogs <coughs> technically do not have arms but they do have elbows and wrists. Interesting. Their elbows and wrists are part of their front leg anatomy. Their front yeah. legs are also called forelegs. Which is stupid, forelegs, because that sounds like they've got four legs, which they do have four legs, but it's a different kind of four. Four legs, like the before oh, legs. Four legs. Yeah, yeah, like their okay. four. Yeah. Like humans, the foreleg, even though I just said foreleg like so many times. I still was like, what kind of a word is foreleg? As I was to say it. <laughs> the foreleg is made up of the radius and ulna. Ul- ulna. ulna. See, I never think of Betty as having four legs. I, I call her front legs arms and her back legs legs. Don't you? Like, that's her arms. I'm just trying to work out if they have knees on that case. Four legs, one tongue, a bunch of teeth and a wagging tail. This website is really <laughs> taking it's it very basic. The minimum, yeah. Like, am I on like a kids section? Um, okay. Dogs probably do go to heaven, and they, way more dogs will get in than humans because, like, dogs are comparatively way better. Oh my god, they they're so pure. Um, so all dogs have knees and elbows. 
I should send this to my mum. Huh. Yeah, so dogs have knees and elbows. Just like us. Just like us. Just like us. Okay, well, there you go. Interesting. <laughs> so do babies. So do babies. babies Most also things have, have knees. knees. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, oh my God. Definitely That's at that time my sister told me that ladybirds live for 17 years and I just fully took it as a fact and I told everybody. <laughs> like, literally everyone. I was like, this is amazing. Do you know what I hate though? Because I feel like I say things like that a lot. But it's not on purpose. But I worry that people think it's on purpose because I feel like it's a bit of a like pick me girl thing, isn't it? To be, 100% to be like, to be a bit thick. To be like, oh my god, like is Africa like a country? Like yeah, yeah, like stupid totally, shit like that. Totally. So I, whenever I do that, I think, oh, do people think that I'm doing that on purpose? But I'm like genuinely, I, I'm just that stupid. I am just that thick. <laughs> I, I think I have a few missing synapses somewhere. So there we go. Yeah, it was that was a total thing. There's a lot of women and girls like have had to dumb down because boys yeah. don't like smart girls yeah i'm like totally yeah. you're smart or you're pretty and i think it's cute to be like oh my yeah gosh, she's so thick yeah exactly like, and it's yeah. like oh we need and it's like just it's literally playing into like all the stereotypes like we need yeah. a, a big brave man to come and protect us and do everything mm. for us because we're just like ill-equipped to do anything because we're just so hopeless yeah. so we need to be provided for yeah. um but no just you thick. just are that stupid yeah, yeah. it's good to know yeah. Okay, so my bad is bad. my bad is just awkward. Okay, that's good. I'm the only that's one good. that suffered because of my bad that happened last night, and I wanted to tell you it at the time, and I thought I should save it. Okay, go on. So, before dinner, what should I do? Oh yeah, so we, we were like we were in a spa. So before dinner, I had a shower. Yeah. And I went to put my pants on. Yeah. And I did put my pants on. Yeah. And I put them on, and I was in a bit of a rush. Yeah. Because I'd idled away the time. That's of course, a life naturally. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was in a despite the fact I'd had all day to get ready for dinner, <laughs> I gave thing. myself five minutes and went down with no makeup on. And didn't I look like an undertaker? Didn't I look terrible last <laughs> Do night? Do you know what? You you didn't until I saw your story and I pissed myself. <laughs> you I just didn't. looked really long and thin, like a bit ominous. I looked dead. <laughs> you did. <laughs> like, I'm not looking well at the moment. I've said it a few times. My iron's very low. And so, and I'm super aware of it. Like, I'm just not looking good. But we'd had facials. And I was like, I'm not going to put makeup on for dinner. No. Because we just had a facial. But I didn't quite appreciate how bad I am looking at the moment, like, facially. Yeah. Like, I've got bad spots on my chin. Like, it's fine. I'm actually very at pieces and I've got bags under my eyes and I'm pale. And I hadn't washed my hair in, like, a week. And I just put on this all black ensemble. <laughs> this isn't even the bad. This is just this is just the con. This is this is this is so you feel even worse when I tell you what the bad is. But I was just wearing because I thought it would look cool. I thought I would look cool if I wore all black. I was in an oversized blazer. Yeah, and these tight. You did if I'd have done something with my face and put a red lip on, I'd have looked great. But because I did nothing with my face, I just looked dead like it was actually so bad and I had like a high high neck on as well like I just looked dead it was so bad and like but it, it was bad in and of itself like it was like okay it's not great like you could have like if it was just me and Al going out for a pizza it's like okay well she doesn't look great but she's clearly tired look at her but my but when we got down there oh my god when we got down there everybody and I mean everybody looked unbelievable and one woman there were a lot of fashion bloggers and one woman came down and she was like she looked amazing. Oh my god, like a zebra print dress. Gown. Not a, not a dress. It, it was, was a gown. Full length. And I was like, God, you look amazing. And she thought, I've just been waiting for an excuse to wear it. And I thought, the locks are tan trip. And I was like, oh my god, I'm such a dick. Like, and then Pascal was in that beautiful Pascal pink and dress. Her makeup Kerry was in that leopard print flawless. I know. And we yeah. We, we don't don't bring yourself to my level. You weren't there and you know it. You looked fantastic. <laughs> I did put a dress on. <laughs> you had a fucking dress on. 
I was in trainers. I was in trainers of my undertaking outfit. I wouldn't have been allowed in the under. I was. I was a top hat short of a fucking job last night, <laughs> carting dead people around. It but was honestly, so like, bad. But until you said something, your story just because you just. It I just look, you took it from like a down angle. You look so tall and, and my thin. face just looks like the so moon. Black. Like obviously my face is so it's pale already <laughs> with my iron deficiency until I put an all black outfit on. I was so bad. Anyway, anyway, to make a bad situation thousand times worse, I was in a rush, clearly yeah. not thinking about my outfit or putting makeup on. Like that's what I should have been doing. Yeah. But I put my pants on. Yeah. Put my trousers on. Yeah. Got halfway down. Well, I got downstairs, rushed downstairs, got out there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. Something's amiss. <laughs> when I went to the loo, yeah. I had put my pants on. I had got through, I put my legs through the wrong holes. Oh no! Wait, so you put both legs through one hole? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just put them on like <laughs> upside down, I suppose. Like, I put one leg through my back, like, through my bum hole. No, not my bum hole, but, like, through <laughs> the hole that your whole body goes through and one leg through a leg oh. hole. Oh. 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 It was so uncomfortable. And because I was wearing trousers, I couldn't just wait. No! So you just spent the whole night. So I just spent the whole like night, like, literally can't... It was like, a, like something on a cheese wire. <laughs> just garbing myself in up. It was so bad. It's like, not only do I look this horrific, yeah, I'm literally being cut in half. It was so bad. <laughs> Last <laughs> night was so bad on a personal because the food was amazing and the company was amazing. was amazing. And I was trying so hard to thrive socially given the context that I've, you know. Yeah. And I was giving everything. And then it was time to be real. And I looked at myself and I was like, this is actually mortifying. <laughs> this is so, I can't believe it. Like, how, like genuinely, how bad, how bad. <laughs> How bad? Because I did do you dirty because we agreed on no makeup. Yeah. But I did eye makeup. Yeah. You also put a nice little lip balm on. And I put a lip balm on. Uh, I didn't know. <laughs> I just I presumed you'd do the same. Why would I do the same? We said no makeup. I thought we meant skin makeup, you know? We said no makeup. I suppose so that was So did Steph and yeah. so did Liv. But th- they yeah. were wearing beautiful dresses. Mm-hmm. Yes, Steph was were. in that like amazing pink dress with a Gucci belt. You yes. can't say no makeup pink and then silk. show up in a Gucci belt. And it was like, oh, it was gorgeous pink fuchsia silk yep. dress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst thing is as well, as I think it was Steph again, but someone was recording like content of the trip and when they got their camera out, I was standing by myself. <laughs> <laughs> something else like the equally <laughs> shit obviously and um, I was standing by myself batting a wasp away <laughs> and so she's like everyone's just like sitting shopping and I'm just like <laughs> and she's got the clip of it so bad I think she deleted it because she's just a really nice person you probably look like it's such a little outsider in your life <laughs> I must have looked like I think I look like your guys is like like bad boy <laughs> like I, I was dressed like the waiters last night. Yeah, you were. I was walking through the hotel. I was like, oh my God, someone's going to give me like a fiver and ask me to take their bag to I'm their room. I'm so gutted we didn't get a group shot. Like, it would be perfect illustration for this. I'm so it was gutted. so bad. Oh. It was so bad. 
Mm. And I didn't have that like post facial gorgeous glow, not because the facial wasn't amazing, just because I it's honestly this polishing a turd and then it's what we're trying to do. It's what they're trying to do to me at the moment. I just look grey, like I look ashen all the time. So why did I wear black? Mm. I should have worn something literally anything else. (laughs) Literally anything. It was so I'm so I was so aware of myself last night. (laughs) With my fucking pants on the upside down. And people kept talking to me, and I was like, "This was so polite," but like, I just felt like it was sympathy. <laughs> because and you know the worst thing when everyone came in because I was in quite early, and people kept coming down, and I was going, "Oh my god, you look lovely." Nothing. Nothing. Oh my god, thanks. Crickets, perhaps. No, 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 no it wasn't because you normally get, "Oh my god, thanks." So do you? It wasn't. It was like, "Oh my god, thanks." Oh my god. So yeah, this dress. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been looking for an excuse to wear this dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god thanks yeah I feel amazing after the facial I really feel like I'm glowing not not Mortified. even a concern I got one no, I got not. one from the PR okay. my lovely PR yeah she went, oh, no, no no you do look yeah and she went, you know you do look really nice oh there you go that's I know nice. and then I thought that's her literal job is to lie <laughs> like a whole PR's job is to sh- sugarcoat it's to make everything better you just look you, it's like laid back chic you know she was PRing me laid back chic she was PRing how shit I looked no. Yes, she was. No. She was. She was trying to make everybody feel better about it. <laughs> and I love her for it, because I'll take any compliment I can get. I'm scraping the barrels like fucking one of you. Do you know, my bad was actually going to be something different, but it reminded me that this probably should be my bad, was that I feel like I really took the tone of the dinner down last night, and I did have anxiety about it afterwards, It wasn't great. Was it not? No, it was like- I wasn't great. I actually <laughs> kept me up a little bit. No, it didn't. Not that bad. It did. Like, I suddenly got anxiety about it because we were all... I mean, the, the conversation did devolve a bit into, like, gross stuff and, like, sex stuff. And they were just gross stuff. I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about women with two vaginas, like, women that are born without a vagina, like, just stuff like this. Anyway, we got onto queefing. And so then I showed this girl I follow on TikTok who she's called Wiz Quilifa. Anyway. Quifa. Wiz Quifa or something like this. And I played the video and this girl does the most enormous, enormous quick. I thought Can you I were going to say. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say annoying queefs. I was like, oh my god. No, if enormous. you've got to the level of apathy where you just find queefs annoying, then you're hearing them too often. I, I honestly, I feel like I have to just play this for you because you just you will piss yourself. I promise it'll be worth it, guys. Okay. I'm getting ripped tonight. R.I.P. that. That was way worse than what I thought it was going to be. Did you not hear me play it like seven times? Because I played it once and I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. And everyone was like, play it again, play it again. So I played it like seven times. Anyway. Maybe I wasn't as included in these conversations. Maybe I didn't thrive as socially as I thought I did. Yeah. But then we were talking about how, like, where does the word queef come from? So I was like, I'm going to find out. So I type into Google queef, but I make a spelling mistake and I end up typing in quirf, okay? What comes up? Quirf is a sexual act where a male farts into a woman's vagina and then she then expels it into a queef. I did hear that last night and then Kerry said it was like a sexual blowback. (laughs) It is. Which is. I just love. So you know how they have heinous. it in the dictionary. They put it like in situ afterwards, like yeah, sticking yeah. from. Oh man, I ate so much Taco Bell last night. I had my lady queefing up a storm, querfing up a storm. 
which Absolutely. I really just enjoy. Bow. Yeah, I did come into that bit of the conversation. And you know, it was so sad because it was like everything was yellow because it was locked to town. And yeah. they've really made an effort, actually. And all the candles were lit and we were eating artichoke hearts. And it was fancy. It was fancy. And then this owl playing queefs. Quirfs. Honestly, I went back to my room and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I don't know okay. why I did that. I shouldn't have done that. Can I ask Go on. who did worse? Who was more of an embarrassment for the brand, me or you? The Quirfing or The Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> and do you think we as a duo will be invited back? <laughs> um, absolutely not. I don't know, actually. Um, I guess mine was a bit more overt. Yeah, I think mine will just be like... You kind of... I think they'll just say about me it'll just be like she's just not great for the image like she's just not she just great doesn't for fit the our brand. brand she's just not she's not quite our brand she's not our aesthetic no and I'm really fucking not like all of them in their pretty little dresses it 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 was yeah it was a stark contrast yeah it was, yeah kind of a little bit yeah yeah I look like I look like I should have been like at a glue convention I look like I should be selling glue <laughs> the glue that I sniff loads yeah, like that's exactly. what I look like like, it has made us. I could have gone to a Doc Martin event. Yeah, that would have been Safety cool. pins yeah. that I just like put through random like holes in yeah. my body. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the vibe. Coal. Yeah. Dead people, coffins. It did make us want to assess our style, didn't it? Seeing it's, all these girls. Because Alex, my Alex, boy Alex, we just got back to my house. And did you not hear me upstairs? I, no. I just, I got straight in the shower because we're going out again tonight because we're just fucking animals I I hope I do better tonight and um, (laughs) I had a shower so that's a good start I've washed my hair which is a huge step anyway but I was saying to Alex upstairs I thought you might have heard I was like babe all my clothes have to go we've we've to completely rip down the way this is just not going to work because I actually was speaking to them on the train and they were all just saying I need a capsule I just need a capsule and he was like you're very frantic would you like to breathe I was like, no, I just want uh, this sorted. No, I don't want you to don't breathe. Understand. I just want to clear this up. This is urgent, I just Alex. need it sorted immediately. I wanted to burn everything that I wore. Uh, no, today, I, I despise my outfit. I honestly, I hundred, why do you think I'm not wearing what I was wearing anymore? And you know what? Two people told me it was a nice dress today. And I was like, I don't even believe you. I don't even believe you. Oh, no, I did you. actually quite like the dress today. I did I like don't that. want quite like I want like love. No, oh, I, I, I love. Really yeah, no, it. it was really nice. Yeah. I think it was just yeah. a shame about like the person that was in it. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I just want like all my clothes gone. I, just, I want them to not exist. Yeah. And no. At all. I just want to, a play, I would rather yeah. have nothing at this time and just then all the clothes that I have because I've been with yeah. so many fashionable people and I just think. I know. I'm wearing this denim jacket and it is a disgusting, horrible denim jacket from like 30 years ago from Topshop. Not 30 years ago, it's a total lie. Like 15 years ago from Topshop. It's a horrible, horrible blue. It's a funny baggy style that I normally like baggy, but this is not good. And I want to burn it. I hate it. I hate it all. And I thought this morning, like I haven't taken a photo of me here. I should take one. So I stood. The bath was like... If you like stood on the bath, you could take a full length picture. So I got up and stood on the bath, which is already embarrassing in itself. I was like, what am I doing? Took a picture and I was like, I look tragic. What's your good? Oh, (laughs) Um, so I took off my wedding nail varnish on Monday. From your toes? From my toes, yeah. Oh my God. No, that's four months. And I didn't... (laughs) I, d- I didn't oh want to share God. a photo of my feet because I was like, this is, you know, if bad? I'm going to do it, I'm going to charge for it. No, Christ, no. I mean, I've got lovely... Well, they don't look so good now, but... Yeah, but I it must have historically been had nice. Well, it actually looked like French tips. It looked like I'd have a little French <laughs> manicure <laughs> on my toes because they 
were white. So it was just uh, like I had little like, white tits. Oh no, that's really gone through me. Ugh. It was really bad. So now I have like nice red shellac yeah, toenails. Nice. nice. Um, I had a pedicure basically yeah, yeah nice to match well. my fingers yeah i just nice. i literally i was looking at my feet and i was just like how fucking rank but i had shellac so, so i don't have to take shellac off my own feet like they're so far away like do you, I don't know. and i just i just left lot. it i just left it i just was fucking yeah. rank and i've been so ashamed of my feet all summer i got married in spring and it's now, now pretty much autumn the only season that requires nice feet i've had horrifying little trotters yeah, that's did you just think like and when I've been wearing my tic tac, I'm sorry. When I've been wearing my Crocs, uh-huh. I've looked like I've had little tic tac sticking up the bottom because my little white toenails, like you can see them through the bottom You're of the Crocs. You're actually offending me now. Yeah, it's really bad. I actually feel bended. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. So yeah, my good news is my feet finally look like feet Yay! I can be proud of. Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. Have you got anything good for me? Um. My good is just what a nice time we had yesterday and today. Aww. Wasn't it so nice? Wasn't it? And it was like, was really I didn't nice. think I was annoy- as annoying to you as I could have been. <laughs> no, you weren't annoying at all. <laughs> it was just so nice. And we met like some great girls. Everyone was so <laughs> nice. And I had such I had such a nice sleep. Like, I sleep as you do with Boa, right? I sleep in the bed with Betty and Dave. And I don't sleep in the bed. With Betty and Dave. <laughs> as you know, as you do. As you do. <laughs> it's tight, but we, we take it in turns. <laughs> as I do, I sleep in the bed with Betty and Dave. And I love it. Like, sleeping with a dog in the bed is, is one of, I think, the thing, one of the things that helps my mental health more than anything. However, to have, and Betty goes, I don't know if Bertie does this, but Betty loves to go into the covers. But she gets hot. So about probably about 17 night times during the night, she gets in and out of the covers. And I have to pick them up for her every time. Otherwise, she does this violent thing with her head where she's like, let me in, let me in. So I had a night just completely by myself, this huge double bed to myself, and all these pillows, these fluffy, beautiful pillows like in a cloud. And I just slept like a baby. It was gorgeous. Yeah, I slept really well. So I was good. so sad to you. You were like, let's have breakfast at Mariah. I was like, I'll be up so much before nine. No. Just wasn't. I was late. It was a nice breakfast. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, it was so good. So, Sorry, I've yeah. got to stop eating grapes. I've eaten them the whole way through. You have, haven't you? I've been quite jealous, actually. But Didn't even offer you one. I've got Monster Munch, which I'm quite excited to eat when we finish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had so, the yeah. best time on that trip as well. I agree. It's so nice when there's not it one so bad nice. person. I think people assume that when a group of women get together, yeah. it's going to be very, like, catty and, like, yeah. you're made to They'll feel, like, uncomfortable. And, yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. like, it just wasn't... And that, not in my all. experience really being with them it isn't like that at all anyway no, no but it just wasn't it was funny the guy on the train though on the way back wasn't it he was like have you been on a hen party should oh, I yeah. get the Prosecco and we were like no it's like 10 in the morning can we just have a cup of coffee please yeah what are you talking about <laughs> yeah it was a work trip <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it was so nice at the best time Yeah, I was really was upset really nice. when we got to like Paddington yeah. and we all had to say goodbye I was like where are we going? I know, I was like, I like you guys. I was like, guys, where are you going? I, I don't like know. Yeah, like, and, like, oh, I don't want to jump the gun, but I feel like we've made a couple mates. And I feel like... No, no, I feel like you did. Mm-hmm. I feel like you did. And I actually was hyper aware of the fact that you made plans. Yeah. But it's kind of assumed that you'll be there too. Well, I think I hope you, so. Yeah. You yeah. just have to drive but like, to where I am. Yeah, because a couple yeah. of times you were like, yeah, yeah, the, the girls are going to come over to my house and do this. And I was like, oh, that sounds nice. And I was like, when did you organise that? And then it was like, and then you and Kerry were like, oh yeah, we're going to meet up. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. (laughs) I think by default now, we just come as a pair. Yeah. But they they actually do want to do something RIL. 
IRL. And I, I don't know, I feel like weirdly excited about it. Like, I just hope really I do. I really like making friends. I yeah. really like to like hanging out with people. And it's also yeah, like people that we don't normally see. Yeah, because they were normally really like, nice. they were like more fashion y. Yeah. Like, and clearly. unsurprisingly, <laughs> yeah. not really our bag. <laughs> not as like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, watch this space, but we might have some new friends. Yeah, we'll but I mean, we'll like, like, it won't again. be that big a thing if I make new friends. No one will really care. But if you make new friends, that will be yeah. that big news. Yeah, yeah, I make new friends all the time. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I said I haven't made friends. Me and me and Jenny are gonna hang out. Yeah, Jenny's so nice. So nice. Poppy and Poppy, and the two PRs, they are so gorgeous. Just like everyone is the so nicest PR team, the nicest, yeah, and the nicest brand. Everything was just so nice. I, know. I, to, I get. That's why I came back to like my like shithole like messy bedroom and I was like oh no like I had a oh no like and my whole self yesterday I was just like oh no why am I the way that I am look at all these people but, and like they just didn't, didn't Poppy and Jenny just smell so nice like obviously they would because they work for Loxtan yeah but I was like oh you just and. How nice was Jenny's hair? And she hadn't washed it. She looked I was just like, very oh, beautiful. I haven't washed my hair in like yeah. eight days. And she was like, oh, me neither. And I was like, oh, and she was wearing God. this like she she had a side parting and on the side with the less hair, she had this beautiful like diamante clip. Unbelievable. And I was like, so simple, but like I could have thought something like that. You know why I don't why right, yeah. Why am I just turning up here with no effort? I I agree. Shame on myself. I know. And everyone's like, oh, we overpacked. We just bought so much. And I'm like, why didn't I overpack? Why did I bring nothing? Why? No, why no. am I? Why? Oh, it's... Yeah. That's the problem with spending time around beauty. Is it does... You know, some people, there's yeah. that expression. It's like, some people say that spending time around beautiful people makes them feel more beautiful. That does no, not happen to absolutely me. absolutely not. Some no. people will say that, like, spending time around beautiful things makes them feel more beautiful. COVID's done a number on me, though, because I used to really make an effort. And I feel like I'm just in a place where I've forgotten. And it's annoying, because it's like... Well, I, I mean, I'm ne- and I've never been a put-together girl. I but I would at least try. I just keep thinking about Sophie Milner. I just think about her, like, once every hour, and I'm just like... She's I bet so she doesn't look like I look right now. I know, she's she always just looks so fucking glamorous. <sighs> Oh well. Anyway. It's not the cards. You know what? At least we're funny. Okay. Or clever. Well, you're not even clever. Clearly. Baby. I thought you were going to say you're not even funny. I was like, Emma, I can't take this right <laughs> Please don't kick a dog while it's down. <laughs> but you're not even funny. <laughs> no. I'm not even clever. You're not clever, no. I mean, oh, God, no, nor am I. <sighs> But yeah, like we can't in this, we can't in the same episode that we've asked if babies have knees, then go on and say that at you least are we're clever. clever. Yeah, yeah, we can't say that. It's just <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, that's outrageous. That would, yeah. yeah, that's Audacity. just insulting. Okay. So we have to be honest. We're not pretty or clever, but <laughs> <laughs> but c- c- are you going to bring it round? <laughs> Come on, please bring I it round. I you to bring it round. Oh, but um. Okay, I'm going to just tear this up again. We're not pretty or clever, but... Ow, I thought you said that. I'm still I'm thinking really hard, okay? okay. Uh, but I've got nice toenails. <sighs> I've got nice feet, actually. That's okay, okay, fine. Oh, I've got nice hands. I've got nice hands. I've got nice hands, too. There okay, fine. There you go. Okay, I've got nice hands. Okay, so short. we're not... I've got short hands, which we learned the other day. I've got really big hands. But, yeah. okay, look, that's with this, beside the point. I'm just going to just round this up again. Okay. We're not pretty yeah. or clever, but... We've got nice extremities. <laughs> we've got nice hands. <laughs> 
Okay, there you go. Okay. God is fair. God is fair. Exactly. You know? we're, we're not this, but we are. Well, so God, is, God is fair. We can't have give With one hand, he, he takes with the other. Exactly. Well, we can't have yeah. anything. No. We're so selfish trying. Just so greedy. It wouldn't be fair. Yeah. Okay. And imagine how intimidating I would have been at dinner last night if I didn't look like a dead person. It would have <laughs> exactly. been horrible for With your else. glowing hands yeah. and feet. <laughs> The interview that we did with Laura Adlington, which yes. we loved so much, um, I we, I don't even think we should. I just I just I think we should just say Laura's great. We're not going to tell you all about the interview because yeah. you can just listen to it. Yeah, you know why you're here. But she is fantastic. So and it is many really people good at that point will have been like, I actually don't know why I'm here. These people just chat utter, like utter bullshit. <laughs> why the fuck am I here? <laughs> Why did I spend my precious seconds on yeah, this podcast? Literally. Um, but please come back. 89,000 um, seconds a day. Do you know how many of them you're wasting listening to this Do you know what? We chat shit, but Laura doesn't. And it's yeah. a really valuable and She's interesting gonna bring it round. interview. She's going to bring it back round. So without further ado, here's Laura. And we're sorry for all of that. Okay, we've, we've tried to start this, <laughs> this interview a couple of times now. But here we go. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi. Is, is this our second time meeting? meeting I yeah. feel like it is isn't yeah. it I feel like I know you a lot you more than that you talk like you know her a lot more than that I, I, feel, like, I, I feel like we're friends yeah. I'm always like my friend Alex and Matt's like yeah. my husband's like your friend I'm like yes yeah, my friend <laughs> is it because I don't know it's because like I followed you on Instagram for ages I don't know but anyway yeah well, second time there you go feels like more um hi thanks thanks so much for coming on oh thanks for having me I'm a big fan of the podcast oh thank you we did a podcast really swap nice. Yeah, we did, didn't we? We did. We did. We did. We did. We did. Yeah, Go Love Yourself, which I love. With your mate Lauren, who yeah. is amazing. She's hilarious. Very squealy. <laughs> she is, isn't she? But great in the best way. Quite yeah, sad we she's didn't amazing. Her. It's like a spare chair. I know. I know. You did, yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Lauren. Public apology, Lauren. Really, really sorry. So. You were on Great British Break Off Can I in 2020, and M, yeah. I watched I it. it. Why Did are you, you? surprised? All of Britain watches Bake Off. Bake Off's the fucking best. I would die to go on Bake Off. Would I'm you? really bad at baking, which is like crushing. Yeah, I just think like it's so, like I went through a really good phase of being really good at baking, and then I just, you know what? I baked a cake once and I put it in the oven. And when I opened the oven, all the cake had fallen to the bottom of the oven, like all the liquid, and my cake tin was empty, and I was like, this is horrible. It was such a mess. I was like, I'm not going to do that again. And I'm I no have expert, bought cakes. It sounds like you then. missed a key ingredient. No, yeah. I didn't miss a key ingredient. I didn't shut the bake the cake tin properly, so uh, there was just yeah. a gap. So it was a spring form yeah. tin, and you didn't yeah, shut yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> I think I did shut it a bit, but maybe it was the heat or something, and it all just like fell out. I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely the heat. Yeah, yeah. Those, um, these things happen. They should get you on Celebrity Bake Off because, like, I think it's like a prerequisite that you're shit. <laughs> Never meet your heroes, guys. <laughs> but I loved it. Like, it was so good. I just, I loved the Bake Off. And you were great. Thank you. Oh, I, and I, you must be, like, does everybody just, like, love hanging out with you because you're just really good at baking stuff? Do you take baked goods wherever you go? You do, because I follow your Instagram and, and I can, you do do that, don't you? I you do, do bake turn up with baked goods. Lot. That's so cool. It, yeah, I do. I yeah, feel like took, I have you to. You took brownies to Lottie's house, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, I said I'd make her some brownies. <sighs> we weren't invited. Yeah, because she's, like, really heavily pregnant and she's a, she was having a party and she was like I'll take all the help I can get I was like okay I made some brownies and then yesterday my niece turned three so I made a chocolate cake 
and it was really stressful with a puppy around. So it spent like all day Saturday making it, got it like ready Sunday, got in the car and then we're like driving yeah. along and like it's all fine. And then out of nowhere, this car comes, cuts us up. Matt has to like, my husband has to like emergency stop. I've gone like that. It's gone all over my dress, all over the dashboard. And then I like tried to make it like better, got to my uh, brother's house and I was like, don't worry, like Auntie Laura's going to fix it. And uh, so I tried to fix it a little bit. And do you know what she did? She put her finger in it like that and went down the whole cake. And I was like, well, it's fucked now, isn't it? I just walked off. I was oh like, she it like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I do. Like, it's really weird. Like I think after Bake Off, like I really lost my confidence with baking. Did you? Yeah, because like there was so much like horribleness around it. And like someone gave me some really bad advice and was like, stay on Twitter because like, you know, you might get work from it. He was like, you know, definitely stay on it, like interact. And, all that. and it was so bad for my mental health. It was awful. Oh, and then I remember like when I got through to the final over Hermine, um, how the hell was trending. And there was like, oh, was it like 120 off complaints about it? And it was like all in the papers. Oh, I was getting so much abuse. Thing. Imagine me like, so mm. what are you doing? That I can't, so I can't talk to you right Pessy, now. I'm it? complaining to Ofcom because I don't like the Bake Off finalists. Right. Get alive. I think it's, the thing is, actually, like, I actually can go, I do get it because she was a much ba- better baker than me. And that's not me being, like, kind but of... that's not something for, the like, the television standards agency No, no, right. Like, get alive. Ofcom complaint, yeah. my God. And there was... The nastiness, I think, was not included. Like, and that's why I, I think I put a statement on Twitter, like, you're allowed to be upset that your favourite person didn't get through. I actually agree with you. But for the record, like, you weren't there. You didn't taste it. Like, my cakes, this is the thing, they always look a bit rustic and that's been it. Really politely but it's all about the taste and the flavor for me right. we, we did it in a heat wave we filmed i was seven weeks away from home i was honestly like mentally and physically exhausted we didn't really have any support from like the council that they promised or anything and by the end of the filming i was literally like i'm done i don't even want to do it and and i think like probably come across a little bit because i just cried like so much but yeah when i came out of the bake-off it really not my confidence every time i was baking i'd be like in the back of my head i'd be like your shit your shit your shit your shit your shit so I bake a bit now, but not as much as I used to. I'd kind of lost my love for a little bit. Oh my God, oh, this is like the so... most crushing thing. Because yeah. baking is like the most wholesome yeah. thing. And the show always like, it's really disappointing as like a fan of the show that it would do that to, it can not like, that could happen to one of their contestants I think it is like a really good wholesome show like all the crew and everyone's really nice and I think I don't know a lot about like TV and stuff but Mm. a lot of people tell me that TV is not a very nice place and people can be really bitchy and stuff Um, I think it is the wholesome show that you see and love but I think obviously it's just because we were filming it in the pandemic they had never done it before so all of us were just locked in this kind of hotel and it was new for everyone. So true. So they're all away from their, like people away from their kids. Like one of the, like the floor managers away from her two-year-old twins for eight weeks. Oh my God. So like it was bound to be a bit kind of much, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. So I'm like really grateful for it because it definitely changed my life and I'm doing like something that I genuinely love now. Yeah. But it was like a bit. Such a bummer though that you yeah. don't love baking anymore. I'm going to do it because like, because I sometimes get ads from it. Yeah, it's nice. I like my stepmom always said to me, like to feed someone is to love them. Yeah, I love that. And like I grew up, like we didn't have any money growing up. My dad's like self-employed bricklayer and we grew up on like turkey twizzlers and like shit food really. And my mum like could bake a little bit. Um, I always really feel really bad saying that because I love my mum and she's like, they, I, they, my parents are amazing. They did a great job. 
That sounds weird. Anyway, they did the best. They've done a great job. <laughs> I'm like, how fucking fab I am. They produced me. But yeah, like I didn't grow up in like a foodie household. Like mm. I remember on the show, one of the challenges was Florentines. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know what that is. Oh, good. Okay. No, I, don't I thought know it was a posh Carson thing. No, it's like a posh biscuit. Like you get them at um, Christmas and they got like nuts and, and stuff. Really nice. Oh, they've got zigzags on the yeah. on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they're no nice. Idea. I need to Google it. I always try to make it you sound like something for me. This is a random question. Yeah. Really random, but it's just occurred to me. Can you cook as well? Yeah, can I'm you right just cook. like are you a good cook as well as like a baker? How do you answer that about something like a big head? <laughs> I'm a good cook. I mean the okay, standards well here done. are quite low. Well you, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, here me quite low. Um, I'm sure you're good. I don't know you never made me anything, so I don't know, but Yes I'm sure I did. You're... I made that delicious salad for my birthday. I made the quinoa salad <laughs> and the potato salad. Yeah, I did I I didn't try the potato salad. I'm all for you. It's fucking delicious. Actually <laughs> you ungrateful I... bitch. <laughs> I hope you went home hungry, actually. <laughs> like, looking at a Florentine, I still don't think I've ever seen one before. I am so hurt by this. How could you say that I'm not a good cook? I tell you all the time about the things that I make in my air fry. I share photos on Instagram of the delicacy as I make. <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Carry on, Laura. <laughs> I mean, by your standards, Alex, no offence. Like, I'm brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're amazing. Okay. I, love, yeah. I love that, like, when you share on your Instagram and you're like, when people say, oh, it's really simple... And then they'll say something like, oh, I can't even remember yeah. the reference, but where you were like beat something together. And she was like, you were like, for me, that is like. I, I saw um, there's this woman was like, oh, um, I, I've got a one week old baby. So I'm having like a really simple sandwich today. And then she proceeded to like chop up an onion, chop up a pepper, like blend a dip together for the sandwich. I was like, that is not simple. It's not, no. Like throwing a bit of coleslaw on your bread. That is simple. Yeah. That sounds gross. Or like when getting I, an egg sandwich filler, like pre-made filler, like that simple, but not what you're... Come on. Yeah, I, I, I employed Al as a sous chef on my birthday to help me with the beans for the keen bean salad that I made that was fucking great. I'll make it for you one day. You'll appreciate it. And it's actually so... I really, I will actually be really hurt because I love my <laughs> salad. No, no, it was gorgeous. My salad. No, it was really yeah, nice. Honestly, you can literally go fuck yourself because it's <laughs> just so hurtful. I don't know why you're going for my beans. Anyway, I asked her to do the beans. Can yeah. you do the broad beans? Could you cook the broad beans? Didn't know how. Well, she didn't give me instructions. Was like, what do you need instructions? What do you? What should I do? Put them on a baking the tray. Put them in the pan. Put them in a frying pan. I don't know. I did, needed does, instructions. How do you do beans? I've never done broad beans. Thank you. How Thank would you. you do broad beans? Of course you would, because yeah. you're, you're a normal up. person. I was like Googling, how do you cook broad beans? And then came and back like five minutes later, and she's like, I just don't know. Can you just tell me exactly how to do it? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm oh, going to do it. Anyway, <laughs> so you are a good cook. Yeah, yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, okay. I like cooking. I find yeah. it therapeutic. Just not in the summer. Like, it's too hot for that shit. But um, yeah, I like cooking. I think with cooking, you can throw things together a bit easier, whereas baking is a science, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like massively. So like if you even if you're out by like five to 10 grams of ingredients for a cake, like it can be, you can completely fuck it up. Really? Yeah. And like, there's a lot of method to it. Like if you're making like a Genoese sponge, for example, like you have to beat the eggs until they're like soft peak consistency and you can do like a swirl in them. Like there's so many things that like, if you don't know that you could just easily fuck it up. Whereas with, with cooking, you can just kind of throw a bit of this That's in, a throw a bit of that I'm a thrower. in. Are you? Yeah, like I don't measure things. Even so on baking, um, right? So on Bake Off, so they say to you Florentines, and you're like, don't know what those are. Can you Google it? Yeah, are you allowed? To- so that was yeah. So we knew all the challenges except for the technical ones when we went there. So mm-hmm, the Florentines okay. was like a pre 
thing. But yeah, on the technical ones, like you haven't got a clue. There's so many of them. Like one of them was like a Sussex pond pudding. And I was like, the fuck? What is that? But we were all like, it was gross. It was literally like a whole lemon inside a really sugary, like suet pudding. Like, um, like you know, suet, like, mm. yeah, like really like meaty like, like, fat uh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it, and like, it was just really gross. I don't think they should make you put meat in the bake-off. I think it's like, it just feels wrong. Like I feel like you're doing like light, like yeah. orangey spongy things. And yeah. then it's like, and then we just put some organs in this one. Like, it just <laughs> I didn't know suet seem... was meat. That's gross. Yeah, really it's not gross. meat, but it's like a bi- I think it's a byproduct of like animal fat or yeah. something. That's even worse. So. It's like black pudding to me. I'm just yeah, like, like black pudding is wrong, isn't bizarre. it? Gross. I don't know how anyone could eat that. So my husband is now veggie, but like before, I don't understand how he became a vegetarian because he loves black and white pudding. They have a lot of white pudding in Ireland, and he just loves white pudding. All right. Don't know. Equally foul to smell I don't know I'm never eating it and I just don't understand and then one day he's like I'm a vegetarian now and I was like how did how has this happened because you are a pretty committed meat eater yeah if you're gonna eat that because what even is it because of you because you're vegan aren't you yeah I'm mostly plant-based I can't I'm too scared to be a vegan on the internet People are just going to pick holes in it. So oh, it's um, so I'm sad, that, isn't it? I feel like if you're doing a bit, it's never enough. And like, know, it's literally. just, yeah, yeah, you can never do anything right. Yeah, I will never you? eat meat. Like, I don't eat meat. Okay. I just, it's really not for me. But that just came out of nowhere. I was just minding my own business. I was just driving a car one day and I saw a whole load of pigs in the back of a van. And I was like, nope, done. <laughs> that was just it. Yeah. Weird. And you were kind of the same, aren't you? Like, yeah, not I'm vegan, but like you don't eat meat anymore. Really, definitely do you? not vegan because I love cheese. Right. I just really love cheese, but yeah, not meat anymore. And that I did get drunk at a wedding and eat bacon sandwich there, <laughs> and I was running around telling everybody it's the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you put away a couple of horribly guilty couple of slices every now and then. Have you? Yeah, you did it, Mahendi. I definitely one of those oh that was an accident though and then I didn't eat it I didn't realize because I think because everyone at your hand do is vegan and then I was like oh I'll just eat this pizza and then got a shot eat the, eat the one that hasn't been touched <laughs> <laughs> yeah that could have been the clue um mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So after Bake Off, you had, and you, I remember you put out something on your Instagram because you did have a lot of like horrible negativity like a lot of trolling and people being nasty to you and I remember you putting something out on your Instagram is that right just saying like please leave me alone like this is just like too much yeah so when it was all like really kicking off like on the week of the final and stuff and like people just being awful and it was like really personal stuff as well like not even about the baking it was like going into the bake-off like my biggest worry was that people were going to be like you're fat 
and and that did happen but weirdly like that doesn't didn't really bother me because I was like well done you have eyes like brilliant um but yeah it was really personal stuff like about like infertility and like really personal things and I was like no like no wonder you can't have a baby like you fat fuck and all of this I'm just like brilliant and then yeah it just got really bad and I remember like thinking I didn't not like I want to kill myself but like I remember thinking like crying in bed and being like this would just be so much easier if I was not here, like if I did not exist. And then, yeah, so that was like a really low point for me. So I put like a message out and it was just like, basically just said like, Bake Us all about kindness. And like, I'm really not seeing a lot of that online. So like, can you just not be that's a dick? That's the thing. That's the thing that surprises me. It seems like such a good, wholesome family show. Mm. And then there's so, there's all this like vitriol that comes off the back of it. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. It's so horrible. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I kind of like, I, got, I haven't spoken about it for ages so it's like I'm fine to talk about it but I don't like being the person that bangs on about it because I feel like sometimes like we do interviews and be like can we talk about the trolling and I'd be like oh my god again mm, but yeah. actually like I think it is important that we do talk about it because it does really affect you like it really does affect your mental health like we were chatting before we started recording like it's really serious and I think that there's like more needs to be done like yeah. to kind of I say govern people on the internet I'm all for freedom of speech but like don't be a dick like no. that's a that's an actual person with a beating heart you know like it's it's fucking disgusting what people f- can say and get away with I think and yet you can't get away with a bit of a side boob yeah literally I felt like that like I used to feel like that about the trolling that I'd get I just feel like I don't want to die because that seems like mm. dramatic but I just I don't want to be me anymore yeah and then you're like how do you do that like how can you not be you and it's like it's just and it's so weird, particularly I guess doing a show like that because they just they'll just turn their sniper like immediately, like the minute the show finishes. It's like okay, bye Laura, and then it's like who are we going to shoot next? And yeah, it's just and it, they just like pick you up and then ravage you. And obviously like you you you've gone on and like made an amazing like platform and career, and, and it's so great. But as, as far as those people were concerned, that was their their bit with you. Yeah, like they're just going to be horrible about you and then just be like, okay, next season, like what's on now? And yeah. like, we'll just go for them now instead. Yeah, but it's it someone's was, life that's, yeah. you know. Do you think it was worse because of COVID? Yeah, I think because they had so many more viewers because of COVID. So like normally, mm. like I don't know like the exact figures, but it was like, I think it's like triple the normal amount. I think everyone was at home and it's weird. Like the internet, it was just after Caroline Flack died and mm. the whole internet was full of like, be kind. And yet I felt like, I don't know if you noticed this, but like after COVID, I felt like people were really angry. Uh-huh. And I was like, it felt yeah. like there was this big divide almost. People were either like, oh, that's so sad what happened to Caroline. We need to be kind to each other. And they were actually like nice. Or they were like, the world's shit and I'm angry and like taking it out on people online. And like, mm. I don't know, it was a very weird kind of entry into that. The online world people on the forums that we've talked about before or like they I, I've like they all say that it got worse or everybody says that it got a lot worse with COVID because like work from home people just it's like we just didn't socialise with each mm. other so we just became like we just got so used to existing online and then I think it's like a small like a small thing to like bitch to your mate and then you have exactly the same thing, right? If you just like type out a little message to your friend or if you type out a little message to a celeb you don't know it's kind of the same thing yeah. and it kind of loses the like you know, you we would know that if we were going to talk about somebody, that you wouldn't say it to them. That's the thing. Like, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I might say to my friend, like, oh, my God, did you see so-and-so, like, and have, a, like, a laugh about it, but I wouldn't post it online. It's weird. Like, before, like, Baker for any of this, I remember, like, once, like, I'm probably going to get really, like, loads of abuse for saying this, but I remember seeing, like, Mel C from Spice Girls do a performance on, like, I don't know, some morning show. And I remember going on the YouTube, finding it, and commenting something like, like she's had her day, like Christ, that was dreadful. 
And within 10 minutes, the guilt I felt, I felt sick. Like I was like, why did I do that? Like, why did you do that, Laura? And I, honestly, that was one of the unhappiest times of my life, like going for like all the infertility stuff. And that's no excuse, absolutely no excuse. But I often think about that. And I think, well, like if comments really affect me, I think, why are people doing that? And I think a happy, well kind of balanced person doesn't do that, do they? Like they no. don't. Well, they're just out doing shit. You're just out living your life or like being with somebody that you yeah. love or just like stroking a dog or yeah. sniffing a flower or whatever. Like No, because I'm promoting obesity. That's what I'm doing. Of course. You absolutely That's, that's what course. I'm doing all the time. Actually, before <laughs> I came here, I was handing out some flyers. And um, <laughs> I was saying that like, I was trying to. You're serious? I was like trying to rally the troops. Yeah, that's my that's my side hustle. Feeding them all this way to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> How do you handle those messages of like you're promoting obesity, you're glorifying obesity, like blah blah blah? How do you handle them? I think those are the ones that like annoy you the most because they're always normally kind of prefaced with "I really love you," but um, and then I get a lot of messages that are like, "But what about health?" And that really kind of upsets me because like not once have I been like anti-health or like anti-slim or anti-skinny. And like, I really kind of, like with like my podcast and with everything I'm doing online, I've always said that like, no matter what your size, you can be a size six or 36. We all feel shit about ourselves, about something, thanks diet culture. And I just wanted it to be like an inclusive space. Um, I'm not going out to people saying like, I'll eat 40 pizzas a day. Like, I think we should put health at the, the forefront. But I also don't think that people don't think that you can be like fat and healthy or like overweight and healthy, but there's loads of thin people that are really unhealthy, maybe like smoke, do drugs, have bad diets. Right. And that like really, like it bugs me that people think I'm promoting this kind of like unhealthy lifestyle because to be honest with you, like I do obviously post about baking, but I, I very, very rarely will say like, oh, this is what I had for dinner or this is what I eat. Um, and yeah, I find those ones really annoying because the reasons why people are like, obese, overweight, whatever you want to call it, like so many different words, fat, are so nuanced. Like I've been overweight since I was eight years old. I've done every single fucking diet you can think of and then some. When we cleared out our flats, moved into our house, I had eight Slimming Well books in the wow. bottom drawer, eight. And that's just from like, that's just one, you know, company. And I just wish that there was a little bit more empathy and understanding for people in bigger bodies because... Like so often we are made to feel like inhuman and like the ironic thing I always say about being in a bigger body is that you are both like invisible and hyper visible. Mm -hmm. So like you're invisible to the world and like you don't matter a lot of the time. You get overlooked for like healthcare and jobs and all sorts of things. People see through you but at the same time, like you go on a train and it's like, oh fuck, I don't want to sit next to her. Or like, you know, you're kind of like, you're made aware of how your bigness and how much of a problem it is. So it's something that I grappled with. Like probably I'm rambling, sorry, but like- No, no, no that's, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's something that I have to live with. And I've done so much research into like, why am I overweight? Am I just greedy? Is it hormones? What is it? But it's just very complex is all I'll say because, yeah. And so the whole statements about like, yeah, you're promoting obesity and you're fat and lazy. Like that, the only thing lazy about that is that statement. Like I mm. think I just wish people would realise that. I mean, that is such a lazy statement. Like yeah. it's a lazy insult to throw, isn't it? Yeah. It's because it's like, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> like what? And and also the the health thing. Got it. Like 
it's so infuriating because some like it's it's so true. Like a thin person's health is never questioned. Never. We, so you go we on never a, cared about health. We, we don't care about people. We, we don't. We don't ca- and that's Kate, the thing. We know what Kate Moss was doing. Like everybody said, it's diet coke and cocaine. Yeah, yeah. woohoo! Right. It's yeah. heroin chic. We yeah. don't give right. a fuck Doesn't she look great? Health. And she was allowed like, to like yeah. be the pinup girl yeah. or like yeah. the, you know she was like the nation's sweetheart. The, yeah, you know everyone was obsessed with Kate Moss. Yeah. yeah, and if you go on to like a fashion influencer who's a thin person showing off dresses like would would her health ever be questioned no people wouldn't even think twice about it so like what do they mean you're promoting I used to smoke on Instagram and no one said shit to me People don't care about how I literally, I maybe like no one would like well, I just gave up now, but I used to like, I had a platform when I smoked and no one gave a fuck. I remember there was a f- uh, photo of me having a cigarette at the end of a triathlon and everyone was like, ha 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 ha, like so jokes, whatever. And it's just like, this is, I'm priming myself up for a heart attack in this situation, but like, but nobody cares. Yeah. So it's so, it's such bullshit. It's yeah. so frustrating. It's just like, it yeah. really annoys me. It's hard. And I get a lot of messages from people as well saying, you know, like, how can you be like body positive? And then like, she's like, I want to, people saying like, I want to be body positive, but I want to lose weight. Like, how do I navigate that? Well, and I think that's really tricky as well, mm. because like, I'd be lying if I sat here and didn't think, oh, I'd love to be just a bit smaller or whatever. And I wonder sometimes like, is that because of health or is that because of just what society expects of me like if I was smaller I'd be more of an acceptable fat rather than like whatever I am um and that's really tricky but like I've one of the things I've been really trying to do in the last sort of just six months really is do like exercise because I like it and not as punishment which like I remember going around the field in PE and shouting the number for Childline like genuinely I was like I'm 800 double one double one I remember it now because I just fucking hated exercise right my brother was really skinny really like fit and healthy and all that I always just hated it um, just give me a cake. That's all, you know, like, that's all I've ever wanted. Just give me some cake. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to like, I'm doing, I'm doing swimming now and I'm really enjoying that. And I'm trying to like, listen to my body and go like, actually, what do I want? Like, what, what what's going to make me feel good? And that's, that's taken years and years of like unlearning that like diet culture thing. Like, oh, salad and exercise are punishment. No, salad's great because it's refreshing on a really nice day. My yeah. quinoa salad. But, yeah, good right. Life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so good. But it's <laughs> taken me ages to... To get there, I'm still not like fully was there. It a deterrent for like going on Bake Off, like knowing what people would say. Yeah, oh, massively. Yeah, and I remember, like, at one point, I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. And my husband Matt was like, You have to do it. Like, you have to do it. I was like, Okay. But I remember it like the first time we got announced, like our, our the bakers, and uh, it made like the local paper like online. So I made Kent online, and I was like really excited. And the the article was really nice, like local girl does good kind of thing. I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And then scrolled down to the end of the article. The first comment, like so the first thing I ever read about myself online was, looks like she someone ate all the practice cakes. And then the comment there was a reply to that, and someone had put and everyone else's. And I remember just being like, what have I done? And I remember taking it out of Matt and being like, you fucking told me to do this. I fucking hate you. It's all your fault. Um, and I wish I could say it got easier, but it didn't. But you do just have to develop like, excuse the pun, like a thick skin because I don't yeah. know. You do, don't you? Just because you think if like, if I'd let every single comment like break me, I would not leave the house. Mm. It's funny. You remember those like comments? Like, I remember the first comments made about you and it's like, they just stick like in your brain you can just like hear them yeah and it's like they're the ones that come back and those people won't even fucking remember leaving them it would have taken them like just two seconds on an afterthought and they just like follow you for like 
ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, it's like, it's quite easy, isn't it? Like, it's the easy insult, I think. Like, fuck, bitch. Yeah. Like, can't. Like, it's so easy. Like, yeah. you walk down a street and there's a bunch of drunk lads and you're like, oh, here we go. Like, you just know it's coming. But yeah, it's just the easy one, isn't it, to throw out. It's so cruel, isn't it? it is and cruel. it's so true. It's just like de so dehumanizing. Yeah. And you do wonder how these people who have like been brought up and oh, it's just yeah, it's infuriating. I feel like we grew up in like a world where, like, the worst thing you can be is fat. Like just yeah. saying about you or like saying about health, and like there is so much stigma around that word and like being. Fat. I feel like that is changing a little bit. Mm. But I do think like fat phobia is so rife and I feel like now it's just more like we don't say it explicitly. It's more kind of like under the surface or it's like it's just there, but we don't kind of say it, like not publicly, yeah. um, but it's kind of in other ways it's it's there. I think because of the healthcare system as well, it's a huge part of that. It yeah. feeds into it, doesn't it? Because in the medical system, there is so much fear of fat because it's it just equated to bad health yeah and it's like this weight normative approach that's you know but going back to before what you were saying about being body positive and losing weight like we've had this discussion a few times haven't we because we've had and like a lot of people in my dms say as well like what do you think can i just i think like it's so possible to to have both mm. to be both to, to both be body positive and also want to lose weight and like I see, and you'll have seen it as well, like plus size creators that say that they are losing weight or that they are actively trying to lose weight and then they're completely shunned yes. and they're going against, you know, they're now they're just diet culture and they're, you know, and I'm like, you can't, you can't do, it's not black and white like that, is it? It's like. No. It's difficult. I must admit that like, has definitely crossed my mind. Like, I think up until like probably a year ago and we were still trying for a baby, I was thinking, oh, if I explain that it's for fertility, people will go easy on me. And like, I shouldn't have to think that. Like, it's my body and I should be able to do what I want with it. I do get that, like, it's nice to see representation, right? So when people lose, like, you know, we were talking about Adele, right? So when she lost the weight and everyone was like, oh my God, she looks amazing. Yeah, she does, but she looked pretty great before. No one owes you their body, right? So I think when that whole Adele thing kicked off, it was really, like, demoralizing for me because I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. I personally loved seeing her in a bigger body, thriving, living her best life. But was I disappointed when she lost weight? No, it's her body. But the representation is important. But I think that because we, like people, like I never saw myself represented growing up unless like I was being made fun of, like the butt of the joke, literally. Yeah, yeah. So I get that people are disappointed as such when they see plus size creators or anyone plus size that then loses weight because you kind of feel like you've lost a bit of like, a bit of representation. But yeah, at the same time, like no one owes you their body. So it's definitely something I've thought about. Like I feel like I'd be betraying the plus size community if I lost weight. I feel that less now, but yeah, it's really, it's difficult. You have to do what's right for you, I guess, at the end of the day, don't you? Totally, yeah. Diets make me miserable, like utterly miserable. It's weird, it's like, I was saying this to my friend Lauren the other day. I feel both like, it's scary, but also really liberating knowing that I'll never go on a diet again. Like I will never join Slimmer World again. I will never go on Weight Watchers. I'll never do that. And I'm like, yes, I'm not giving into that. Load of bollocks. I don't believe in it. They don't work. Like we know this. Um, but it's also a little bit like, oh fuck, okay. But could I be a bit healthier? Um, I think as long as that's the the focus and we're not doing like fad diets and things, then I think that's, that's fine, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, I think you can be both, you're right. There's never been a space for a healthy conversation though. You know, like no. just for like healthy choices because marketing mm. just like picks 
up shit and runs with it so fast that even like the healthy choices, and I put that in inverted commas, are so packaged and sold that it's just like, and everything's, it's not just a healthy choice, it's a secret. Like oh, I've got a little tip for you. I've got a little, if you're, if you're hungry, have a glass of water or whatever bullshit. And that's yeah. where all of that stuff stems from. It's all this just like, what should be intuitive is all just been marketed yeah. so that you don't even get to make healthy choices because it's all part of diet culture. It's very confusing. It is, yeah. You really start to pick at it. It's like, whoa, this is huge. Yeah, and I feel like as well, the internet can sometimes, like social media can sometimes feel really divided because you've got like so many people that are like posting like what I eat in a day videos, which, but can I just say, I couldn't give a flying fuck what anyone else eats in a day. You do you. I don't get it. Do you get it? I know. I'm quite fascinated from like just a scientific standpoint as to what you eat in a day just because I don't, I just can't, I never, because you don't cook. I'm just like, how does Elle eat? I'm like, how is she like alive? So I'd be kind of interested just for like a bird's eye view, just like just one day, fly yeah. on the wall in Elle's house. Fair enough. Okay. Just see what I'm she I'm sure eats. she can just message on WhatsApp though. The thing is, She'll forget. I do get the fascination with those videos. Really? Not now, but like if you'd have caught me a few years ago, I'd have been obsessed because I was so confused. I was because when you're so wrapped up in diet culture and you have so many rules that have come from different diets that you've done along the way. So you've picked up this like mishmash of rules and and guidelines that you have for your own eating and you're so confused and you're like, I don't understand how any, anyone else does it. Like, what does what does like normal people eat? I used to be obsessed mm. with like, I don't understand what normal people eat. Right. And then, especially when I when things then got really bad with like eating disorder stuff, I was like fixated on like I would watch what other people were eating because like I, I was like I just don't understand how mm. a normal person eats because my the way I eat, my eating patterns are so skewed and warped. So I I do get the fascination with them, but they're obviously not healthy at all and it's just yeah. it's not because everyone is so different and you just That's you can't thing, and yeah. there is no normal and I, I was obsessed with like what the normal person eats but that there is no like normal no. you know we've all got, I think everyone's got slightly weird food something haven't they that's a bit that's yeah. not odd but like not normal with food but yeah yeah it just feels like you've either got that end of the, and the fitness world online yeah and then you've got the kind of body positive world and I think sometimes especially like if you've got a health condition or you need to lose weight for something or whatever like sometimes it doesn't there's no middle ground it sometimes can feel like I think that's why people feel a bit lost like which camp do I belong in and it's like well you don't really need to belong in any camp right do you know what I mean I think that's that's what from I get a lot from like my followers who are plus size anyway like confusion yeah yeah because yeah. it does feel a bit and also like I think sometimes and I, I must admit I used to be one of those people like that would look at people that did like marathons or like were like really healthy and into the gym and be like oh, loser that's horrible that is an awful way to think fair enough mate is it okay good <laughs> <laughs> but that's I think you are like I do think you are like people are made to I don't know you just it, it's there's no like love towards anybody else. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like. It, I think that a massive part of diet culture came with just so with so much judgment. Like I just think we are conditioned to just be very judgmental. I think women are very judgmental. Like, and whether or not it's like it doesn't even matter. It's just it's it, it's a very easy way when you view somebody to just judge them quickly because it normally does make us feel better in whatever way. And I guess that's a part of the trolling as well. So you stayed on Twitter. No, I did come off it eventually. I, I think I came off it just as it kind of died down, which is the wrong time, wrong thing to do. But like you learn, don't you? Yeah. So I, I realised that was like a form of self-harm. Yeah, oh, 100%. It. So I stopped. And I like now I just do try and see Like TikTok, I think is an absolute cesspit. I feel like it's almost the new it's Twitter. It's so bad it's, on there. It is scary. so bad. Have you tried it? 
I've had, yeah, I've had two things go viral on there and the comments were horrific, like really bad. So I just don't look anymore. And I think actually there is bliss in ignorance sometimes. Yeah. Because it yeah. affects me too much. I yeah. just think, and that, it's just yeah. about your size. Yeah, literally, yeah. It's, That's pretty and, much but, but, it. I mean, because it's kids, like, so they don't remember, they probably didn't watch the Bake Off, right? So it's just like... Yeah, no, I don't think anyone's kind of clocked that at all. It's just, yeah, horrific. Like, so one of them, it was like really harmless TikTok of me in a bag of Lay's and a Fanta Lemon, bottle of Fanta Lemon after, like, on holiday. And it was like, oh, that feeling when you're abroad, like, drinking Fanta oh, Lemon. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, all the comments were just like, was there any water left in the pool? Like, were you at a whale exposition? Oh, Did you leave yeah. any crisps in the shop for anyone it's else? kids. Like, there's a like, kid's comment. All right. That's insane. Yeah. Can I tell you the, the funniest comment that I ever got? Because it Go genuinely did make me laugh. Like, I actually cried laughing. So I remember... Um, I posted a picture of myself in a bikini, right? I'd ne I haven't ever worn a bikini, even when I was younger, right? Because I've all been fat, always been fat. So I went to Mexico in like January and I was like determined to do it. And it was like, it was a big thing for me. It ended up in the Daily Mail. Fuck the Daily Mail. But it ended up in the Daily Mail. And the top comment, right? So my surname is Adlington. And then, you know, the swimmer Rebecca Adlington. Mm -hmm. Someone thought that uh, that was her. And the top comment was, and to think that she was cycling in the Olympics just a few years ago. She's really let herself go. <laughs> it's wrong sport. And honestly. Yeah, it's the wrong sport. I'm just cried. Yeah, it was really funny. Like, oh, shame. <laughs> she's really let herself go. That to think she was in the Olympics. That is so good. <laughs> so it's not all bad. Oh my God. That is so funny. <laughs> I mean, not dickheads still. No, yeah, but, no, but, but you've, yeah. got, you've got a lot of But you? even to go to go into it and you get the sport wrong as well. Like, yeah. you fucking idiot. Yeah. And to think, it's like, you should have done. <laughs> so you've you've mentioned a couple of times about the infertility and you actually spoke about it on your podcast, didn't you, with Lauren? Yeah. About IVF and you not being able to access IVF, is that right? Like completely point blank, you yeah. refused it, which is so awful. Yeah, um, I, that was like one of the, like, no, like hands down was like the darkest time in my life. And like, I genuinely did not want to be here anymore. Like it was, it was absolute hell to be honest with you. And I remember like the feeling of like everyone else getting pregnant around you and you're like, I'm really happy for you, but I'm also really fucking sad for myself. Yeah. So we'd been trying for like a long time. And then we waited, I think, nine months for an appointment for the specialist um, for the hospital. And I'm sat in the waiting room and I'm like already like nearly crying because it's just it's such an emotive yeah. thing, isn't it? And the first thing they did before we even got to see the consultant was they weighed us, like me and my husband. And I was like, here we go. And we sat down. So wait, nine months for appointment. Been trying for two and a half years at this point, I think. And she said, we can't do anything for you because of your weight. She's like, nothing. She said, we can't even do tests. And I was like, I don't mean to be rude. I said, but I've waited two and a half years to get here. And she said, if we did test, she was like, we wouldn't be able to do anything. So there's no point. I was like, okay, but can you do the test? And then maybe I can go private after that. Yeah. And I really begged. I was like, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but like I've paid in the system all my life. I've paid my national insurance. I've paid my tax. Like yeah, I'm begging on. you. Like I really want to please do the test. They did actually do the test. I had um, some physical exams and like scans and all of that. Matt had his stuff tested. Um, and then they literally kind of left us. And then they said um, that given the amount of time we were trying and a few things that were kind of like up in the air and wrong with us, um, that I would need IVF. And I was told that I needed to lose 14 stone to be considered for IVF on the NHS because you have to have a BMI of 30. BMI is bollocks, we know this, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, BMI of 30. And even privately, I went private um, just a consultation 
Um, because at the time, like, we really couldn't afford it either. And I was thinking, like, okay, we'll just, like, remortgage or, like, we'll do something. And even they were like, yeah, you have to have a BMI of, like, 35 to 40. So that was kind of it, really. That was, like, the end of the road for us. And there, there's so much shame. Like, even now, like, there's so much shame that comes with not being able to have lost the weight. Um, I very nearly had bariatric surgery. I was actually three days away from having a bypass. And I was like, I don't want to do it. Which I feel a lot of guilt about because obviously, like I might have someone like could have had my slot or whatever. That was about a year and a half, I think, the process of that. And I did the you have to do like a liver reduction diet before you do it. It's called an LRD, and it's nothing about losing weight. It's just literally so it shrinks your liver so they can get to your stomach. Two weeks of eating like I think it was like five hundred calories a day, and I was so miserable. I was so so miserable, and I remember thinking they're going to fix my stomach. They're not going to fix anything up here. I have disordered eating. I have emotional eating issues. Like this is not going to do right, for, like be good for me. So I decided not to do it. And then, yeah, I think, and then I just sort of where I am now. But even like my brother who is like really fit and healthy and like loves rowing and running and all of that. He was like, well, if you wanted to baby like enough, you'd do it. And I get, I actually do get that that is the attitude that some people have. I used to look at other people and go, come on, it's not that hard. Like move a bit more, eat a bit less. But it is that hard. But it is really hard. It is. It's, oh, that's so frustrating that even like your brother has, when he, oh, I don't know, it's, that's just that's just so frustrating because unless they've tried, no one knows how difficult it is to manipulate your body's weight. It is so difficult, especially when, as you said, it is so nuanced and it involves the mind as well. It's really not that simple of just like move more, eat less. Like if it was, then then everyone would be thin, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's so stupid, but yeah. When was this? Um, this was literally this was about two and a half years ago. So I turned down the bariatric surgery, and then I think about three or four weeks later, I got the phone call saying. We've got a spot on the show. Did you talk about infertility on the show? Because you mentioned no. that somebody said, you know, no wonder you can't have a baby. No, I did an interview afterwards, um, after the show came out or during the show when that came out and yeah. spoke a bit about it. And unfortunately that was, it was like a really long two hour interview that got mentioned. And of course that was what made the headline of like, like forget bacon, her secret baby battle. That's what they went with. So that's, yeah. And that's when the abuse about that started to come through. But equally, on the other hand, I got loads of messages from people in similar boats saying I've got PCOS, find it really difficult to lose weight. I've been trying for a baby for five, six years. Hasn't happened or like, or it did happen after 10 years and stuff. So that's the thing. I think the internet gets such, sorry, I feel like I'm really rambling. No, not you're, at all. You're a podcast guest. It's what you're supposed to yeah. do. <laughs> I feel like the internet does get a really bad rep, which honestly like as we've spoken about totally justified but there are other aspects of it like I wouldn't obviously be sat here today if it wasn't for it and I personally have found a lot of solace in finding other like-minded people that look like me or think like me and I was thinking about this the other day like for our like parents generations like they were just fed stuff in the media weren't they like magazines the news tv all of that and like, they didn't really have anywhere where you could debate it or question it. So you, they were just fed it. Like, and my mum actually said this to me the other day. She was like, yeah, I was just, I just thought that I had to be on a diet. I always thought that that was just what I, ha I had to be. So the online world, I think does come with its downsides, but it's also great in that, we, you know, there's people there to challenge it and there's a bit of diversity now as well. And community. And community, yeah. Yeah, and plus size activists and fat activists who yeah. are like, 
really trying to change the narrative or at least like you said offer an alternative narrative to what you've been fed but well done for like recognizing that that is not what you not against anyone who does have bariatric surgery because I know that for some people it's you know can be life-changing and you know whatever but that's so cool that you recognized in that moment like this isn't right for me like this isn't actually what I should do yeah that must have been a really hard decision it was, yeah. To make. Yeah, because was I'd... it private? Can I ask, or was it? No, it was NHS. So I imagine yeah. if you give up your slot, you, then it's going to be years until you get another oh, one. No, that, that was it. Like, I think, yeah, like probably if, if I'd wanted to do it again now, you have to go through so many hoops. Like people think it's the easy option. Like, trust me, like it really isn't. Um, it was a year and a half the process of like psychological assessments, wow. um, which weren't great if I'm being honest with you, because it was just like, you're right, yeah. Do you want to have a surgery? Yeah, all right, okay then, great. <laughs> no, but you did. I had counseling which was brilliant I have to say and then you have to go to like classes meet people that have had it and you have to go obviously you're on a waiting list so multiple trips to the hospital to like do blood work and all of that so yeah I'd probably have to like I'd, I would have to start all of that again or go private it's not a magic cure I think that unfortunately the NHS is so underfunded so kind of archaic and it's kind of belief system about fat and health and obesity and all of that that I think that sometimes they just that's like that's the only option they can give you isn't it but I feel like instead of promoting that I've always said that there needs to be help for people with the emotional reasons what behind why people eat like nobody would look at how I eat in a day and go that's not disordered eating because it is it is I'm an emotional eater and I think that that's where all like the slim and well greets the Weight Watchers that's how they all fall down is because I don't think that anyone looks at the reasons why people overeat. There needs to be more psychological help for people if they want it. Again, I don't like this narrative that fat people need to be fixed. I feel like that is, I don't like that. Some people are fat, some people are thin. If you want help, like I definitely feel like I've got disordered eating. I'm telling you now that there's no help. And I feel like, and like you, I'd be interested to hear your views on this because I don't want to sound flippant. But if I walked into the doctor's surgery and said I'm, I'm anorexic, I feel like there might be more help available than if I go, I've got disordered eating and I'm overeating and I'm abusing food, help me. Because yeah. I've done it and they've gone, I don't really know what to say to you, Laura. Well, they're not they're not trained. That's the thing. Oh, and I can't remember the statistic now, which is really bad, but I think uh, for a GP, for them to be fully trained, to get to the point where they're fully trained and ready to go out into the GP world, they have, I think it's, I think it's like five hours of... Um, of training around food and eating disorders and disordered eating so there's nothing like they that's not their fault that's no okay I I might have butchered that statistic but it's something really really pathetic it's like Mm. hardly anything so they don't and there are also no resources either like where Mm. are they going to point you to that's the the really scary thing as well and that's and you'll feel the same I hate it when people come to me and say like I'm I've got this or that and I'm really struggling and like yes I feel like it's not a diagnosable eating disorder, but it's eating, it's a disordered eating that is really impacting my daily life. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know where to signpost you to because that's really hard. There is, it's pointless signposting you to your GP because what are they going to say? Um, and, th- and I think the, like uh, one good thing about living in the world we do now is that we have access to so many more resources, but a lot of people need sustained like need access to a therapist and sustained access to a therapist you know I mean if you're lucky I say like lucky 
and you have an eating disorder on the NHS, you will get like six sessions of CBT, which is a start, but it's not. It's not enough, is it? No, it's no. And 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 to, in order to access that, your BMI has to be through the floor. Mm. It has to be like super low. You have to be underweight, and as you know, like you can't see or you can't measure an eating disorder, and that is it is really really scary. I think the funding for it. Yeah. Um, and then and then yeah and and that's the thing you can like suggest books or people to follow but that's a very narrow view of something that is so nuanced and complex and needs so much real intervention like professional intervention sorry it's my turn to go around there but no. yeah it's, it is frustrating there's no there's no like solution currently which yeah. is really scary to people who actually and the ironic thing is that that is what would really impact health because it would impact people's mental health exactly. which is a huge huge part of overall health and mm. if they were able to live their lives without feeling that their eating disorder uh, their disordered eating their eating patterns were uh, impacting their day-to-day -day lives that would have a huge impact on their health but yet d doctors prescribe intentional weight loss like mm. oh slimming world's like the, the one at the moment isn't it that doctors prescribe they slimming world say, have you tried slimming world yeah I'm like, yeah yeah, multiple times. Yeah, so. like, yes, of course. Has, <laughs> has anyone not tried Slimming yeah. World? I mean, literally, yeah. we were brought up on Slimming World. Yeah. So I, think I was 12, my first one. Was it? 12 years old. Like, that's really sad, isn't it? It is sad. I think, like, what my life might have been like if I hadn't have been on so many diets. And you could just be a child. Yeah, just live my life. Yeah. Like, no one studies the... Uh, and it's... This, this is going to be very insulting to anybody that does study it, but it's just <laughs> why is no one doing this? Um, but the like, the, just the I think because fat has been villainized for so long, and even like just looking again, like the the like what was that fucking show of that guy that went round? Then he was like, I'm going around to see like Britain's fatty, yeah, uh, fat families, fat families, what an absolute what? cunt that yeah. guy is. Yeah, I hate him, man, literally. What? But like the just consistent, like cultural villainization, weapon villainization of fat people. Like, and it's like you said earlier, it's like the butt of every joke. And it's just like, and I, I think like mums teach not just to dislike yourself, but to dislike, like, not just mums. I think the culture teaches it's not only like hate yourself for your fatness, it's just like you judge fat people or judge. Mm. And these shows like literally teach kids to do it. And, you know, teachers and everybody's so deep into it, but it just means that the science, from a science perspective, you never get any, like you say, support from a, like a therapeutic standpoint or from a, like, it doesn't make any sense. I, I would really be fascinated to look at who they did, Seven World Weight Watches, all these programs, who they, who are their, their, their tests and what are the psychological, like, reasonings behind the programs because every single time it's always just like oh five two this many calories this many calories bmi blah blah, blah whatever and it's all numbers 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 but it's like but with anything else if you were going to do something on a prolonged period of time you would test the psychological reaction they'd test it in rats they'd test, test it in mice they'd test it in anything because that's you have to look at how somebody's going to respond they did so much of this for people giving up smoking and like looking at the psychology of it mm -hmm. and like and i just don't understand it never seems to translate to these programs no and it's like but that surely it's going to be like just unlock everything if there's just so like so much i don't know empathy but it just feels like they never from and you said it before like you know i know anorexia doesn't maybe it's because it's got the highest mortality rate i don't know and it's more easy to identify i don't know i don't know this isn't my area but it just it feels like there's just no empathy mm. for 
fat people who want no, help. No, because yeah. um, and underpinning it all is like lack of education and the overriding narrative being that it's personal responsibility. Yeah. And then it's like, well, you can sort it out. It's something you can control. Yeah. If you're fat, eat less and like move more. Like people put it down to that when it's just... Yeah, but look at alcoholism. Sorry, I'm just thinking about it from the psychological perspective. The 12 steps are all about getting your head right in the psychology. Exactly. Yeah. Everything, all treatment for... Yeah. They wouldn't do something to your liver, would they? Like No. That, yeah, that's that's actually so true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they sit and you go through all the, the psychological and you and you work with your different phases and they mm. recognise that you're going to be angry, you're going, you need to seek forgiveness, you're going to have guilt. And they recognise all the thought patterns that you have around your addiction. Mm. So why can't they do that? This has really pissed me off. I don't know why I'm in... I like, think with food, it's sometimes more difficult and I don't want to like say that to anyone that's struggling with alcoholism because it's very different and obviously it's very challenging but all I'll say is that with alcoholism like you cannot drink alcohol you can't not eat food and like I was chatting to the other day who said something to me and I thought that was really interesting she was like you can't be addicted to food because you need it it's like saying I'm addicted to oxygen Mm. you'd never say that but the feeling of feeling addicted to food is real yeah of course and that's what I think like is missing like do you know there's one only one thing that I know of and this might have changed because this was like four or five years ago I looked into it and it was something called Overeaters Anonymous yeah I yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I looked into it but it was um it was like very religious like led and it was all like kind of like a bible group and I was like that's just not for me and I didn't want to do it but that's the only thing I know of yeah I had a Sad. friend that went to it did you yeah she went for she struggled she had bulimia yeah she went I think yeah, I think she got on okay with it, but I don't know. I didn't press. Yeah, yeah. God, it's just like it's just so much that, and it's and then it's underpins it. It's just so like devastating here hearing that it's just like there's so much lack of support from anybody if you do want to get help, and then just like just to like add insult to injury, you've just been like fucking whacked around the head by everybody online for like you know existing. It's just like it just feels very cruel. Mm. Like and I, Twitter is, but yeah. do you see any like? positive changes do you feel like there have been anything been any any sort of notice noticeable things where you're like starting to feel more quite positive about stuff like with the I guess with the fat community like how the fat community are viewed and treated um I I feel like things are getting better in terms of like representation like obviously like brands are a lot of brands are cottoning onto the fact now that like lots of us are plus size the average size in the uk now is a 16 right so a lot of the sizings are kind of really off and a lot of brands who traditionally stop at like an 18 are realizing actually okay we might need to make a quick buck so that i feel like is changing it is actually a bit easier to buy clothes now when i look back and when i was 15 i could only shop in the high street at evans and it was like tents are us like i don't want to wear that kind of stuff it was awful I still don't. So I feel like in terms of like fashion, it's a bit more accessible and I feel like awareness is a bit better. Um, But sometimes I feel like in terms of like brands pay lip service to it because body positivity like makes money, doesn't it? It sells. And a lot of the time there's like a lot of tokenism I find in that world as well, which I find quite frustrating. But then you go, well, it's better than none, isn't it? A bit of diversity is better than none. In terms of like other people, I, I really don't know. Like I, I don't know whether people, again, just kind of pay lip service to it. I feel like because we're talking about it more and we've got that online space, it's getting better. But I feel like when I look at TikTok comments or I look at Twitter, I go, fucking hell, nothing's changed, does it? You're so brave for going on TikTok. <laughs> like genuine, I don't have it in me. I just don't. It's just horrible. It is horrible. But do you know what? I look at it as a, as of like, why not me? 
So when I came out of the Bake Off, right, and I was thinking, what the fuck do I want to do with my life? I hate my job. I was in like a nine to five, boring yeah, what was job. What's your job? I worked in a water company in like comms team. I think I remember that actually from you being on the Bake Off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, this is rubbish. And I was thinking like, oh, should I do the online thing? Oh, but I don't look like someone that's online. I remember doing my first fashion like reel and thinking like, oh my God, this is terrifying. We get ripped apart. And there were no negative comments, but there were also really nice ones from people going, I've never seen someone that looks like me do something like this. Thank you. And I just felt like I've always been a bit of a rebel, I think. And I just think I thought, fuck it. Like, why not me? Yeah. Why, why not me? Why not you? Yeah. So yeah. And you do great, great fashion content. Really good. You have the best dresses. Yeah, and you've just released a, um, an edit with yeah, it's really cool. cool yeah, yeah. The, that, the um the promo stuff was very cool. Yeah, like, on Instagram, it's very like, Lizzo esque, oh, isn't it? I fucking yeah. love Lizzo. It was so cool. Thank you. I loved it. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And. We think that everyone should go follow you. And listen to your podcast. Also very funny as well. And listen to your podcast, Go Love Yourself, with your mate, Lauren Smith. That we didn't invite. We we didn't invite. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Lauren. (laughs) But yeah. It's so like... (laughs) heavily empty doesn't it, really it? Does. <laughs> just, like, just like the ghost of Lauren yeah. <laughs> like, this, this is a double act and it's just one of them but yeah thank you so much for coming thank on you. and chatting I can to chat us for hours. sorry I've just waffled that's the point okay. you're definitely Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're in podcast host mode. Oh, yeah, okay. you so are. You're used to interviewing. No, just because you're no, worrying no. that you're talking too oh, much. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. No, yeah, we want, we, want, yeah. we want your words. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Should I delete that? It's part of the ACAS Creator Network.